welcome to another episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I am your host, Mikkel Ford. Today we are going to be talking about Transformers Rise of the Beast. If you like what you see, or if you, because if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. I'm trying to get to a thousand views. Uh, that is my that is my second goal. I got to a hundred. I'm over a hundred right now. I'm I'm actually over. So, but like that next goal is a, a thousand views. So, uh, you guys can help me get there if you can like and comment. Uh, tell me what you thought of Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Uh, and also subscribe. I would I would greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at I watched this as an adult eighty five, and also follow me on Twitter at Watched Pod. So let's talk about Transformers: Rise of the Beast. I just uh, I just saw this movie. Uh, technically, this is a sequel to Bumblebee, which. That's a movie I surprisingly enjoyed because personally, I think the Transformers franchise has been dreadful. I, I fucking hate it. I heard the last night was the very worst of the franchise. Like I say, like I say that because I didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I, I kind of jumped ship from Transformers after the third movie uh, and the third movie the third movie, fun story about that. The third movie I got ambushed with. Uh, because like I was done after Revenge of the Fallen. Because like Revenge of the Fallen, I thought Revenge of the Fallen was bullshit. And then I went over to a friend's house and he had the third Transformers movie, which I think that's called what, like Dark of the Moon? He had Transformers Dark of the Moon. And that movie pissed me off even more. Pissed him off too, by the way. Like we were both pissed watching this movie. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. If they make another Transformers movie, I'm not watching it. And like the last, there's been like what, seven Transformers movies, I think. From the from the advertisement I've seen. I'm like, I think there's been seven Transformers movies. Uh, but like the last night was the one where I think a lot of people were just like, Yeah, this is some bullshit. Uh, but like the one thing I hate about those movies, like those movies were just the epitome of toxic masculinity. You know, and like I hate using that word because like it's a word that's that that that's used a lot, but that's what they were. It was just it was just a lot of toxic masculinity, racism, and just a lot of things that are wrong with America, you know? <laughs> it was a lot of things that were wrong with America in that movie. And I couldn't wait for this franchise to end. But then I heard that they were making a Bumblebee spinoff. And I was very, I was very tentative of that because I was like, oh God, I just want this franchise to end. It looked like the last night tanked this franchise. You know, it looked like it was done. I thought it was scot free. I, I fucking hate these movies. But they were making a Bumblebee spinoff, and I was just like, like I said, very tentative about it. I was very, I was like, I don't know about this. We we shall see. 
uh, then I saw the movie and I loved it. It was my it was my favorite movie of that year. I think when it came out, like 2018, 2019, I think it came out like in the late 2010s and ended up being one of my favorite movies of the year. I love Bumblebee. I've watched Bumblebee several times, actually. It's like the only Transformers movie that I've watched multiple times. Other than the first one, the first one had its flaws, but it wasn't, it didn't really get into like the, the Michael Bayisms that they wanted to get into. You're like then those 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 other movies, they took it they took that to the extreme. But um, Bumblebee is that Bumblebee is a movie that I really enjoy. You know, shockingly, you know, I shockingly like that movie. Like it's one of the best Transformers movies I've ever seen, and it gave me hope for the franchise. So, the Rise of the Beasts revived the franchise. Let's talk about it now. This movie was directed by Stephen Caples Jr., who directed Creed 2. Uh, he directed Creed 2. Uh, so I had hope because I like that movie. I like Creed 2. Uh, I like all the Creed movies, actually, so far. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Um, so this is how I'm going to do it. Let's talk about the pros and let's talk about the cons of this movie. We're going to talk about the pros first. I like that this movie tries to blend storytelling and action together. Mostly, I like that this movie tries to tell a story, which is something that was missing from the other movies. The other movies didn't give a shit about story. This movie actually tries to give us a coherent story because we follow this guy named Noah played by Anthony Ramos who's this down on his luck soldier who's looking for a steady job to take care of his family it's relatable you you can relate to that his brother has sickle cell and he needs money so his brother can continue to receive treatment for the sickle cell you know very simple story very relatable story uh, so I like that. Another thing I like about this movie was that there weren't a lot of rude jokes in this movie. There's no gross-out humor. There's no sexual humor. There's no racist humor. You know, the jokes that they have here were actually funny. Think about that. The jokes in this movie were actually funny, and they didn't offend anybody, and they didn't sexualize anybody wow who would have who would have thought that was possible wow it it was like it wasn't really like a joke filled movie anyway like the jokes were put in like sporadically like it wasn't like transformers comedy jam you know <laughs> it, they weren't doing that like it wasn't like ha 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 joke 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 it was just like they put a joke in this sporadically. That's what they would do. Um, the Autobots weren't just uh, CGI killing machines for once here. Uh, they actually had personalities. What a concept. Given the Autobots personalities, who would have thought that? Uh, for better or for worse, like they had personalities. Uh, the standout for me was Mirage. Played by Pete, Dat 
played by Pete Davidson of all people. Like, I actually like a Pete Davidson performance. God damn it. I would have never thought. Uh, but, like, he's actually really good in this movie. He's actually really good in this movie, and he's actually really funny. I, I was shocked. I was, I was shocked. Because, like, I was like, because like, I heard Pete Davidson in this movie. I was like, I'm not really a, that much of a fan of Pete Davidson's comedy. He's not my cup of tea. But he's actually funny in this movie. I, I enjoyed him a lot. I think he's a standout in this movie. Um, Optimus Prime is kind of racist in this movie, though. <laughs> like, uh, I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't, when he transformed, I'm surprised when he transformed, like, he didn't, like, transform and have, like, a MAGA hat on and, like, a Trump 2024 sticker slapped on his ass. <laughs> Optimus does not like humans in this movie, like at all. He doesn't like humans. Like, it's like it's not that he doesn't like them. Like, he's just kind of skeptical of them. Like, but like, I like what what they do. I like what they do. They do a good job of explaining why he's like that, and he has like this natural story arc of him coming around and accepting the human race. Like, they they turn it around. Like somebody does, like a human does something for him, and he's just like, you know what? Yeah, the humans are worth saving, you know? Because like he doesn't, because th- he doesn't think that the humans are worth saving. He's like, because he's just like, I want to go home. I want to go back to Cybertron. That's what I want to do. Because that's the that's the other storyline of the movie is like the Autobots are trying to go home. They're trying to go back to Cybertron, and uh, they're using uh Anthony Ramos's character to get back to Cybertron. And, but, uh, like I said, like a human does something for uh, Optimus, and he's just like, you know what? The humans are worth saving. You know, I'm, I've come around on the humans. The humans aren't bad after all. You know, and Bumblebee's trying to tell him that. Like, Bumblebee is just like, he's like, the humans are my friends. You know, <laughs> like, it was just because he was here. And, like, he got acquainted with, uh, uh, what's her name? The girl named H- Haley Steinfeld's character. <laughs> you know, like, like, and he's like, he's like he he became like you know accustomed to humans. He likes humans, so he was just like the humans are my friends, you know. And he's trying to tell Optimus that, and Optimus is just like I don't know about that, you know. But he comes around, uh, uh, obviously, and starts to like the humans and start to think that the humans are worth protecting. Um, Daniel Fishback, Daniel Fishback is amazing in this movie. Like the camera, the camera just loves her. She has the best facial expressions, and like she just like every time she's on camera, like she just steals all the spotlight. She just steals all the spotlight in this movie. Like, like she has, it's like she has this like sexy, but innocent and intellectual charm to her. You know, that I, I just love. I love I love it to pieces. You know, like she's she is amazing. <laughs> you know, like she is amazing. Like she's going to be a star. She is a star on the rise because she has so much, she has so much fucking charisma. She has so much charisma. Like other than like the other things I've seen her, I think the first thing I saw her in was uh Project Power. She was in Project Power with uh Jamie Foxx and Get Well Soon or whatever's going on with Jamie Foxx. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Jamie Foxx. I'd hate to segue, but like, what is going on with Jamie Foxx? Like, 
the, the people saying that he's okay. Uh, I guess he's okay because I think. To, but segue. I digress. Um, but yeah, man, I saw her in Project Power with Jamie Foxx. Uh, she had a small role in uh, Judas and the Messiah. She played Fran, Fred Hampton's wife in that movie. Uh, she has a show on Prime called Swarm, which I have not seen yet. And I kind of feel a little guilty about that. Uh, I'm going to check it out uh, one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to sit my ass down and watch Swarm. You know, I've seen that famous scene. You know, you know the famous scene. You know what I'm talking about, um, but I need to check out. I need to check out the show and see what's going on. But Danielle Fishback, that girl's a star on the rise. I say girl, but like that, that that's a grown ass woman. I think that that woman's like 35. You know, <laughs> you know, I think she's like 35 years old. She's she's in her 30s, and like like another thing, like she has like this child. Like I say, she has this child like innocence to her. You know, where it's just like it just bring it like it just brings you in, but uh, yeah, she's good. She's really good. Uh, Anthony Ramos is not bad here either. I I just don't see him as a leading man though. I just don't like he he has this like John Leguizamo vibe to him. And I could see him being a great character actor, which I've seen him in things. Uh, I've seen him in things where, like, he's good, but, like, in doses, you know, like, I, like, he, like I said, he's, he's a, he could be a great character actor. I, I could see him, like, finding this role, like, this great, just really subdued role that will, like, win him an Oscar someday. You know, I could see, I could see this guy becoming an Academy Award winner. I really can. I could see that for him, like, like soon, I can see that for him. Like real soon, uh, I'm not talking about like ten years from now. I'm talking about in the near future, like three to five years from now. I can see this guy being an Academy Award winner. Uh, but he's not leading action man. This I don't I don't see that in him. I just don't. I don't see that in him. I see him being a great like subdued like artistic character actor that will win oscars like multiple oscars i could see him being that uh i could see him being like like a i can see him being like a daniel day lewis you know i say he has a john leguizamo vibe to him he does have that john leguizamo is a great actor you know like he's a great actor also but like i could see him being kind of like a daniel day lewis type where like you put him in a movie and you're like you know who's a standout in that movie anthony ramos like that's the guy and like i could see him taking that route and being like an academy award winning actor i could see him doing that but like action hero guy i don't i don't see that for him so far he may change my mind he may do something that i'm just like damn wow this guy can be an action hero you know <laughs> but it wasn't here i didn't see it here um the last thing I like about this movie is the soundtrack. Like as a '90s hip hop head, like this soundtrack like warmed the inside of my heart. I love this. Like they played uh, Diggable Planets, they played Black Sheep. Uh, of course, they played Biggie. Biggie's one of my favorite rappers of all time. 
I know it's like it's like the 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 most corniest thing to say right now. Like I love Biggie, but like I grew up on Biggie. I love Ready to Die. Ready to Die is one of my favorite albums. Uh, next to Illmatic, I know corny to say, but uh, but those albums don't have any skippables. Like I can listen to Ready to Die. I can listen to Illmatic all the way through. Like no skippables, no skippables in those albums. Um, but yeah, like I said, like warm my heart. I love '90s hip hop. '90s hip hop is my favorite genre, uh, other than metal. You know, like other than metal, I love '80s hip. I love '90s hip hop. I like '90s R and B also. Though, like, uh, it's '90s R and B is probably like a third choice for me. But, but, but yeah, man, I love I love the soundtrack. This this soundtrack was really good. Uh, the last fight in the movie was pretty good too. I enjoyed that last fight scene. It was pretty well put together. I, I enjoyed that. Now let's get to the cons. You notice throughout this review so far, I did not talk about the Maximals at all, which they're kind of a part of the 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 title of the movie, the Rise of the Beasts. They are the beasts, you know, the Maximals. Uh, but I didn't talk about them at all. That's because they're barely in this movie. They're barely in the movie, and when they are in the movie, only two of them get the shine. And that's uh, Optimus Primal and Air Razor. Like, they're the only two that really get the shine, I guess because of who's voicing them. Uh, Optimus Primal is voiced by Ron Perlman. Air Razor is voiced by uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, who is a recent Academy Award winner. <laughs> you know, speaking of Academy Award winners. Uh, Air Razor is played by Michelle Yeoh. I guess that's why they get a lot of screen time when they are on camera because they got those two. But Chior and Rhinox, they're the other two Maximals that are in this movie. They get the shaft. Like they, 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 they don't do much of anything. Rhinox doesn't even have any lines. Like he just stands there. He just stands there, and when the fight happens, he's fighting. That's it. Like Cheetor has maybe three lines. And Cheetor is quite possibly like the second most popular maximal in Beast Wars. So I I found it kind of shocking that he doesn't get a lot of screen time and he doesn't get a lot of lines in this movie. He's like Cheetor is the bumblebee of Beast Wars. You know, like he's because like he's the he was like the the young, energetic, wide-eyed maximal. You know, like he always liked to get into adventures. So I don't know. Hopefully they rectify this in another movie. Hopefully they rectify Rhinox because Rhinox is the, is the smart maximal. He's like the brain, the tech geek of the group, and uh, Cheetor is like the like I said, like the fun-loving, like wide-eyed, innocent uh, maximal, like Bumblebee is. He loves adventure. Uh, so, like I said, hopefully, like, the Maximals get another shot in a movie, maybe a spinoff movie, and they 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 get to show what they could do. And hopefully they bring my boy Rat Trap in there. Rat Trap wasn't in here. I was kind of, I was kind of mad at that, too, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe a giant rat is something that you probably don't want to see on screen, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully they bring him in, 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 in the sequel. We'll see. Um... 
they fight the Predacons in this movie. You know, like I said, like the villains are lame. I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. The villains are lame. The Predacons suck. Like they fucking suck in this movie. Like they don't even like fight the Predacons from the Beast Wars show. Like they fight like Predacons I've never even fucking seen. <laughs> and like they work for Unicron of all people. They work for Unicron. Like I also think they brought in Unicron too soon. I was looking at this. I was like, nah, you don't bring in Unicron in the second reboot. You know, this is the sequel of the. This is the sequel to the franchise, and like you're bringing in Unicron. Like he's more of a main boss villain. Like you save him for the final movie. He's a. He's a. He's a Thanos character. He's a. Uh, he's a Galactus. He's a, a dark side type character. You don't bring Unicron in the second movie of you trying to rebuild your franchise. That's not what you do. Like, like I said, like you, you save him for the final movie. Like, I feel like he gets wasted here. Like, he gets wasted because, like, you barely see him. Like, he's just a, 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 a extinction uh, level event is really what he is. Like I said, you bring him in for the final movie. You don't bring him in here. Uh, like, there was no need for him to be here in this movie you know it kind of it kind of brings the movie down a little bit knowing that he's here uh like i don't know who voices him because he does talk he does speak but like and if you are bringing unicron in like you you tease unicron you tease him you know he's in the background like uh marvel did with thanos like you tease him you don't Show people Unicron, like, oh yeah, here's Unicron. He's coming to take over the Earth. Uh, and then you defeat Unicron, you know, like spoiler alert, they defeat Unicron. Um you know that. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know that how I'm talking about this, right? Um but yeah, you don't bring him in now. You don't do that. Uh yeah, man, like they wasted a a a, a very big villain. Like this is the movie where, like, you bring in the Predacons, you bring in the Decepticons, like, you bring in Megatron and Starscream, and Soundwave, and, like, all those, uh, all those villains. That's who you bring in. You don't bring in Unicron and, like, a bunch of, like, throwaway Predacons that I don't even fucking know, you know? <laughs> I don't even know these people. Anyway, overall, I think this movie had potential. I think it had potential. I see things that work going forward in this franchise, like better storytelling, better character development for the humans and for the Autobots. Like all the all the Autobots all the Autobots were fleshed out. Can't say the same for the Maximals, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, like I said, that works. Uh, I see things that don't work. Like I said, they needed more Maximals. You know, they needed more of them. But maybe they'll, like I said, like there's there's always room for improvement. And they're trying. I got to say that they're fucking trying. I saw a movie. I saw a movie that was trying. 
uh, this was a this is a great rebuilding period for the Transformers franchise. Like I said, like this movie gave me hope for this franchise moving forward. Like I said, this movie's like like they're they're trying. They're really fucking trying. And I I gotta get it, I gotta get this movie an A for effort. It's not better than Bumblebee. Bumblebee is still top tier, but it's a close second. It's a close second. I have to say that. Uh I get this movie a four out of five. It's like I said, there's some things in there, there's some nitpicks in there that I did not like, mainly the villain on the villain side and uh the fact that it, the movie's called Transformers Rise of the Beast and you don't have a lot of beasts. You don't get to see the Maximals very much. Uh but other than that, I thought this movie was I thought this movie was fun. I enjoyed it. Four out of five. That's pretty much it. See you guys later. Peace.